0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In an expressed crate was a fine, curly maple dressing table sent by freckles. The drawers were filled with wonderful toilet articles from the angel. The bird woman added an embroidered linen cover and a small silver vase for a few flowers so no girl of the class had finer gifts elnora laid her head on the table sobbing happily and the birdwoman was almost crying herself professor henley sent a butterfly book the grade rooms in which elnora had taught gave her a set of volumes covering every phase of life of field in the woods and water And had no time to read, so she carried one of these books around with her, hugging it as she went. After she had gone to dress, a queer-looking package was brought by a small boy who hopped on one foot as he handed it in and said, "'Tell Nora this is from her ma.' "'Who were you?' asked the bird-woman as she took the bundle. "'I'm Billy,' announced the boy. "'I gave her five dollars. I earned it myself, dropping corn, sticking onions, and pulling weeds.' "'My, but you got to drop and stick and pull a lot before it's five dollars worth. "'Would you like to come in and see Elnora's gifts?' "'Yes, ma'am,' said Billy, trying to stand quietly. "'Gee, mentally,' he gasped, "'does Elnora get all this?' "'Yes.' "'I bet you a thousand dollars I'd be first in my class when I graduate. "'Say, have the others got a lot more than Elnora?' "'I think not.' Well, Uncle Wesley said to find out if I could, and if she didn't have as much as the rest, he'd buy till she did if it took a hundred dollars. Say you ought to know him, he's just scrumptious. They ain't anybody anywhere finer than he is. My he's grand. I'm very sure of it, said the birdwoman. I've often heard Elnora say so. I bet you nobody can beat this, he boasted. Then he stopped, thinking deeply. I don't know, though, he began reflectively. Some of them are awful rich. They got big families to give them things and wagon-loads of friends. I haven't seen what they have. Now maybe Elnora is getting left after all. Don't worry, Billy, she said. I will watch, and if I find Elnora is getting left, I'll buy her some more things myself. But I'm sure she is not. She has more beautiful gifts now than she will know what to do with, and others will come. Tell your Uncle Wesley his girl is bountifully remembered very happy, and she sends her dearest love to all of you. Now you must go so I can help her dress. You will be there tonight, of course. Yes, siree. She got me a seat third row from the front middle section so I can see, and she's going to wink at me after she gets her speech off her mind. She kissed me, too. She's a perfect lady, Elnora is. I'm going to marry her when I am big enough. Why, isn't that splendid, laughed the bird woman as she hurried upstairs. "'Dear,' she called, here is another gift for you. Elnora was half disrobed as she took the package and, sitting on a couch, opened it. The bird-woman bent over her and tested the fabric with her fingers. "'Why, bless my soul!' she cried. "'Hand-woven, hand-embroidered linen, fine as silk. It's priceless. I haven't seen such things in years. My mother had garments like these when I was a child but my sisters had them cut up for collars, belts, and fancy waists while I was small. Look at the exquisite work! Where could it have come from? cried Elnora. She shook out a petticoat with a hand-wrought ruffle a foot deep, then an old-fashioned chemise, the neck and sleeve-work of which was elaborate and perfectly wrought. On the breast was pinned a note that she hastily opened. I was married in these, it read, and I have intended to be buried in them but perhaps it would be more sensible for you to graduate and get married in them yourself, if you like. Your mother. From my mother? Wide-eyed, Elnora looked at the bird-woman. I never in all my life saw the like. Mother does things I can never forgive. And then, when I feel hardest, she turns around and does something that makes me think she just must love me a little bit, after all. Any of the girls would give almost anything to graduate in hand-embroidered linen like that money can't buy such things and they came when i was thinking she didn't care what became of me do you suppose she's insane yes said the bird woman wildly insane if she does not love you and care what becomes of you elnora arose and held the petticoat to her will you look at it she cried only imagine her not getting my dress ready and then sending me such a petticoat as this ellen would pay fifty dollars for it and never blink i suppose mother has had it all my life and i never saw it before go take your bath and put on those things said the bird woman forget everything and be happy she is not insane she is embittered she did not understand how things would be when she saw she came at once to provide you a dress this is her way of saying she is sorry she did not get the other you notice she has not spent any money so perhaps she is quite honest in saying she has none Oh, she is honest, said Elnora, she wouldn't care enough to tell an untruth. She says just how things were, no matter what happened. Elnora was soon ready for her dress. She never had looked so well as when she again headed the processional across the flower and palm-deck stage of the high school auditorium. As she sat there, she could have reached over and dropped a rose she carried into the seat she had occupied that September morning when she entered the high school. She spoke the few words she had to say in behalf of the class beautifully had the tiny wink ready for billy and the smile and nod of recognition for wesley and margaret when at last she looked in the eyes of a white-faced woman next them she slipped a hand to her side and raised her skirt the fraction of an inch just enough to let the embroidered edge of a petticoat show a trifle when she saw the look of relief which flooded her mother's face elnora knew that forgiveness was in her heart AND THAT SHE WOULD GO HOME IN THE MORNING. IT WAS LATE AFTERNOON BEFORE SHE ARRIVED, AND A DRAY FOLLOWED WITH A LOAD OF PACKAGES. MRS. COMSTOCK WAS OVERWHELMED. SHE SAT HALF-DAZED, AND MADE ELNORA SHOW HER EACH COSTLY AND BEAUTIFUL OR SIMPLE AND USEFUL GIFT, TELL HER CAREFULLY WHAT IT WAS AND FROM WHERE IT CAME. SHE STUDIED THE FACES OF ELNORA'S PARTICULAR FRIENDS. THE GIFTS FROM THEM HAD TO BE SET IN A GROUP. Several times she started to speak and then stopped. At last, between her dry lips came a harsh whisper, Elnora, what did you give back for these things? I'll show you, said Elnora cheerfully. I made the same gifts for the bird woman, Aunt Margaret, and you if you care for it. But I have to run upstairs to get it. When she returned, she handed her mother an oblong frame, hand carved, enclosing Elnora's picture, taken by a schoolmate's camera. She wore her storm coat and carried a dripping umbrella. From under it looked her bright face. Her books and lunch box were on her arm, and across the bottom of the frame was carved, Your Country Classmate. Then she offered another frame. I am strong on frames, she said. They seem to be the best I could do without money. I located the maple and the black walnut myself in a little corner that had been overlooked between the river and the ditch. "'They didn't seem to belong to anyone, so I just took them. "'Uncle Wesley said it was all right, and he cut and hauled them for me. "'I gave the mill half of each tree for sawing and curing the remainder. "'Then I gave the wood-carver half of that for making my frames. "'A photographer gave me a lot of spoiled plates, "'and I boiled off the emulsion and took the specimens I framed from my stuff. "'The man said the white frames were worth three and a half, and the black ones five. I exchanged those little framed pictures for the photographs of the others. For presents I gave each one of my crowd one like this, only a different moth. The bird woman gave me the birch bark. She got it up north last summer. Allura handed her mother a handsome black walnut frame a foot and a half wide by two long. It finished a small, shallow, glass-covered box of birch bark to the bottom of which clung a big night-moth with delicate pale green wings and long exquisite trailers. "'So, you see, I did not have to be ashamed of my gifts,' said Elnora. "'I made them myself and raised and mounted the moths.' "'Moth, you call it,' said Mrs. Comstock. "'I've seen a few of these things before.' "'They are numerous around us every June night, or at least they used to be,' said Elnora. "'I've sold hundreds of them, with butterflies, dragonflies, and other specimens.' Now I must put away these and get to work, for it is almost June and there are a few more I want dreadfully. If I find them I will be paid some money for which I have been working." She was afraid to say college at that time; she thought it would be better to wait a few days to see if an opportunity would not come when it would work in more naturally. Besides, unless she could secure the Yellow Emperor she needed to complete her collection, she could not talk college until she was of age, for she would have no money. End of chapter 11